to the Viking Sports Podcast, Exploring Salem State Sports. We're producing this podcast under the direction of Dr. Casey Bloom and the Recreation Management Concentration in Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. My name is Jose Rodriguez, and I'm joined now by Salem State Vikings men's basketball head coach, Coach Harvey. Thanks for joining on. Thanks for having me, Jose. The first question I have, what are some of the things that you were impressed of from your team last season and what you're doing to improve the team for this upcoming season? Well, you know, it all starts with recruiting. Um, you know, we're really, really high on the incoming class for the fall of 23. We've been a great mix of new players, first-year players, and a couple of key transfers that I think can help us immediately. So it's always going to start with recruiting. You know, we're excited about it. I think when you're when you're building teams, I always believe in and if you have talent that is bought in to what you're trying to do, you have a championship level opportunity. If you have talent that's not bought in, then you have an underachieving team, much of which was a, one of our problems last year. You know, uh, I thought we had enough talent to be competitive. We just didn't have 100% buy-in. Our culture was a little bit off. And, you know, go a step further. If you don't have talent, but you have kids that are bought in, you can have an identity, a team with a real identity. If you don't have a ton of talent and you're not bought in, well, then you, you really, that's when you really have a lot of trouble. So, you know, I, I thought last year we were talented. Uh, we just didn't have 100% buy-in. And um, we underachieved, you know. So, we're, but we're excited about the twenty-three class. I, I really think we're, we're heading back in the right direction. If there's any takeaway, because I imagine each year as a coach, you learn new things. So, what was your biggest takeaway that you learned during the course of the season? Culture comes first, no matter what. If you don't have culture, you don't have much. You know, uh, I've been fortunate to coach for 27 years, 22 as a head coach. You know, humbly, only three of them have been losing seasons, and last year was one of them. And sometimes, you know, if you're not fighting for your culture every day, things some, many times don't break your way. So that's a big takeaway for me. Bridgewater State, they're really competitive. On January 7th, at their home court, you guys lost 108-105 to in overtime. How competitive was that game? And despite the loss, were you were surprised and impressed the resilience you guys played in the court? Yeah, I mean, you know, we had moments all year long. You know, I, I don't have the information from me, um, so put last year behind. But, you know, if you look at our box scores, we really weren't blown out in many games. Uh, maybe I think Suffolk, we, you know, got away from us. But if you look at the scores of our games, we were competitive. But I, again, and the, the small things, the, 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 the tightness of a locker room, the, the believing in each other. I do believe when you have that full buy-in, you can win some of those games, you know. And then it was a fun game to be a part of. You know, Maddie's doing a great job down there. He's, he, he's young, he's energetic. It's got a good staff. Uh, they're bringing in high-level players. You know, they're they're a tough team. They're a tough, tough team. And you know what? 
we played them hard, but you know, we we didn't beat them there. We didn't beat them here. And if you cap and you try to get better and see if you can beat them the next time. What is what is going to be your biggest threat in your division that always gives you guys hard time to beat? Um, you guys find a way to beat them. I think the league is, you know, from a talent standpoint, is actually a little bit on an uptick. Uh, you know, Worcester, Westfield, Water, Bridgewater, and you know. Uh, They're not easy teams to compete. They've, they've got a good mojo going right now. Uh, Coach Manderson does a great job at, at Fitchburg. And, um, Coach Shell at, you know, MCLA and Coach Morris at Framingham. I mean, they've got competitive rosters. And, you know, so the league's a little bit better, I think, from top to bottom. You know, again, I'm just going to come back to culture and buy-in. You know, it starts there. It starts there. And, and if you're fortunate to have talent, you give yourself a chance. How crucial is winning con those conference games? Because per team, you only play them twice during the course of the season, and every game matters. Yeah, I mean, the you know we're a one bid league traditionally. When you're thinking about the national tournament, I think the league's been around since the uh, I think it might even be 1980, and then there's only been two at-large bids that come out of this conference, and so you figure that's what 42, 43 seasons, give or take. There's only been two at-large, so I mean, the league's everything. You know, those 12 games give you the right, you know, if you can win the league regular season, gives you the right to be the home team throughout the playoff. And, and when you only play 12 conference games, I mean, there's no margin of error. You know, uh, every loss is a two-game swing, in my opinion. You know, not only are you a game behind somebody, but then you also lost the head-to-head. -head. So, you know, it, it's crucial that you can navigate the non-conference schedule and have a competitive balance, hopefully win some games, and then when whatever it is, that first January date, uh, you know, you're ready to go. I've always believed that the conference is a race to 10, meaning there's 12 games. In my experience, if you can get 10 plus wins, 10, 11, or 12, certainly 10, usually it becomes the one seed. I don't, I think there was a year where there was two of us with 10 and two records. You know, how would the tiebreakers fall? But so we always think of it as a race to 10, win your home games, and then try to get four on the road. Obviously, you try to win every game, but you know, in, in our minds, it's, it's try to get to 10. How difficult it is each year for the seniors playing on their last university basketball game, and for you as a coach, knowing that you won't be able to manage them again? Okay. You know, there's two things that, that never seem to get easy is it, it, cutting or dismissing somebody from the team. That is always uh, a gut punch. You never get used to that. And then when you see those seniors take off their jerseys and, you know, uh, for Salem and its rich, tra uh, rich tradition, many times for those seniors, it's in the national tournament. You know, so there is a little bit of a, like a, a, a sweet moment, even though, you know, you've lost and the season's over and career has come to an end, at least at the collegiate level. But then, you know, you, you, uh, when you have years that don't go so well and you don't win the conference championship or you don't meet expectations, you know, you, you really, really feel bad that didn't do as much as you could to give those guys an opportunity to play in the national tournament. So, you know, I felt that those four leaders we had last year, Hobby, Chris, uh, JB, and CB, uh, they're, they're salt of the earth. Everything I would have wanted four guys to do, they did everything they could to do the best that they could every day. I, I truly believe they represented us 
in the right way, both in the in, in the in the classroom and on the court. You know, it just just didn't work. Losing at the buzzer against Fitchburg here in your home court, it was a tough pill to swallow. Mm. Mainly because of three free throws. You guys missed tons of free throws. Is that one still hurt you the most? It's still in the back of your mind in the offseason and how the season ended. I mean, I think, and again, I'll come back to the culture. I think losing at the buzzer to a tough competitive Fitchburg team was a microcosm of our season. Close, but never got to where we wanted to be. Um, you know, if you look at the last couple of minutes of that game, if I'm not mistaken, I think we were up five just maybe over a minute and a half to go, something along those lines. You know, we had two consecutive turnovers uh, that led to baskets, and it really, really was a microcosm of the season uh, in so many different ways. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I remember when um, one guard from Fitchburg had, had received the inbound pass, you know, and we had talked about, you know, don't let him, don't let him roll it up, don't let him get ahead of steam. If anything, you know, just try to do your best to keep in front of you. And he just blew right by the first line of of our defense. And, and it's one of those things if you coach long enough, the second it left his hand, you're like, that's it. I had already started walking towards my good friend Titus Manderson. Said that it, it, I knew it was in. You know, and it's just. And if I'm not mistaken, before that play was a foul in the last 15 seconds of the game. The schedule hasn't come out yet as of June 29th when we're doing this podcast right now. Usually the first half of the season is non-conference game and the second half it is all-conference game. Do you expect the same this year? Uh, mostly, yes. Uh, this year, unfortunately, we couldn't get our 13th game in prior to the start of conference. So we have a bye week, or bye day, I should say, end of January. We're going to play a team. I can't remember. You know, our schedule is done. I, I can't remember who we slid into, but we have an end of January game uh, against a non-conference. And you know what? It's during a bye week for us, so it it, it will give our guys an opportunity uh, to play and not have such a downtime uh, between games. I think sometimes, you know, I, I do believe rest is important and we try to manage that to the best of our ability. But I can also keep in mind these are 18 to 22 year old, 23 year old guys. I mean, you know, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. How much time do you take during the off season calling different high school, community colleges to bring the right piece on this squad and hopefully bring the championship back to Salem State? It's a great question. I mean, recruiting truly never really ends. You know, the focus, you know, when, when, you, when you represent a university in a league that has a rolling admissions for the most part, you know, you're never truly done with the, the incoming class for the fall of 23. I mean, as of June 29th, we're done. You know, but if somebody or a contact or something falls off, you know, kids all of a sudden leaving a Division two school or wants to get closer to home, whatever, and you believe that that kid is a high-level player and, uh, and can impact your, 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 your locker room, you're going to look. You know, we're, we're right now, when we think about 2024, we're really just sort of building a database. You know, we're, we're at events, we're taking some names, we're writing things down, and, you know, maybe building a connection, but, 
you know, sort of just lying in the background, building up this database, calling our contacts to say, hey, you know, who's rising in the class of 24 and things along those lines. Junior college is a little different because much like prep school, those guys, you know, we coach men, so those guys, you know, want to earn scholarships. So by getting involved with them, in my opinion, too soon, you want, you want them to know who you are, but you don't want to, in my opinion, you don't want to be doing a hard press on them, in my, you know, initially. So I just think that, you know, you're, if we're going to recruit a kid hard in, in, in June of 2023, for the fall of 24, 13 months, if plus 13 months, 15 months, you're going to, how much can you talk to the same person about the same thing. It won't get boring. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's just my opinion, yeah. you know. So, so right now for twenty four, we're just sort of building a database and, and, and connecting with people to see who, who may be around. When you recruit this player, do you introduce them to their future teammates to, to see if, like, okay, I, um, like I get along with this person, I get along with this teammate. I think that's going to be a good fit yeah. for me to come over. Yeah, that's important as much as you can. You know, certainly during the year for kids up on a visit, uh, we do that. You know, a lot of season, it's a little bit more challenging. I, I shouldn't say out of season. When we get to the, you know, the, when the students graduate, everybody goes home for the, for the spring and into the summer. You know, that's a little bit harder, uh, right? Unless you've got some guys in the, in the area, which we do. Uh, I mean, we just had a guy up the other day, and, you know, we were doing a clinic for uh, little kids as a fundraiser, and, you know, he was able to meet a couple of the new guys as well, and excuse me, a couple of veteran guys. So, you know, it, 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 it's good that way. Yeah, you try to do that as much as possible. You know, these guys sort of all know each other in some way. Literally today, whether it's through social media or, you know, the AAU circuit or the prep or the high school, whatever it may be. So, as much as possible, we try to make sure that they have a connection. If there's any specific player that we should look at and not be caught up, not be caught surprised that it's going to make a great impact on this basketball team this upcoming season. You know, we have six new players, you know, and, and I, I won't, uh, you know, go through them all for sure. But, you know, there's some local player, uh, Will Martinez, his brother, Nick Martinez, who was first team All-State in Massachusetts. He's coming. Uh, Nick Martinez, great kid. Uh, uh, High effort guy can really school the basketball. Aubrey Merriman's from St. Mary's, uh, another you know six foot five athletic wing kid with tremendous upside. Great college ready body now. Um, you know when you look at two young guys like that, you know that transition in college. You know when you're the eighteen year old senior in high school, you're in most times the physically biggest kid or one of them. You know now you're going to be the eighteen or even you know maybe nineteen year old college freshman. 23 year old, 24 year old guys in the league, and you know, they're grown men, you know, so the transition's big. But you know, those two young men have, have a real good shot, you know, to make an immediate impact. We got some transfers that are coming in that I think can really help, and, you know, again, get us back to the competitive championship level. So we'll see where it goes. Do you expect this team to go above 500? Unlike last year, they was below 500. Yeah, I mean, the, the goal to me every year is. is and, and it does sound like coach speak, but it, it's truly at my core is, is to come together as one. You know, if, if we're one, 
we can accomplish a lot of things. Uh, the goal is to always win the league, always get to the national tournament, and then see what you can do if the matchups are right. You know, we've been fortunate to go. We've had some success in the national tournament, you know, and we've we've had some first round exits as well. So, you know, but that's always going to be the goal is to win the championship uh, in the league in in the postseason, and then you know you go and see what you can do in the national tournament. How important is seating wise to play that game at at home and not having like to travel on a road game? I, I mean, I think you could say it's huge in any sport, right? Uh, you know, when you think about Division Three, especially when you get to the national tournament, it's not like D1 where it's basically a neutral site. I mean, sometimes there's like in a, you know, there may be a game in the Kansas area, that's, but it's not, you know, Rupp Arena. You know, so when you get to the national tournament in the NCAA, high chance you're playing very good team in their gym. It's tough to win. So, you know, and, and, and you know, in our league, it's, it's hard to win on the road. I mean, I, it's, you're playing somebody for the third time, right? I'm not a, a, I truly do not believe that when somebody says, oh, we've beaten them twice, it's going to be hard to beat them three times. No, I think if you're a better team, you're supposed to win. If you have the right mindset, you're supposed to win that game. So I don't believe in that, but I do believe that that home court, let's put it this way, it helps more than it hurts, right? I mean, as simple as that sounds, it helps being home, guys are in their own beds, they're not, you know, sleeping somewhere else, or maybe even having to wake up the day and jump on a bus and go to a game. It's, the whole dynamics are different, so you want to be at home as much as you can. Some some coaches um, on their Instagram put, on their Instagram page, put um, committed. Like, yeah. each, each week, a new player committed. Right, I've seen that. When, 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 <laughs> when, the, when, when the men's basketball team is going to put each yeah. week a player committed. I, you know, we have a new assistant coach who's pretty good at that stuff. He, he's been posting it, though, but he's a Facebook guy, so he's been putting it on, on Facebook. We got... <laughs> Uh, as you know, I'm not the most tech-savvy person, so we've got to figure it out uh, to do that. But, you know, we have six, six new players coming in as of June 29th, so, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, I'll be honest, I don't even know if they've put it on their social media platforms. Uh, I haven't seen them. <laughs> it's not that we're trying to be secretive, I can tell you that. It's more or less because the coach can't do technology, so... It's something we should be doing. Do you expect more recruits, like more people coming in for this upcoming season? I don't think so. I mean, like I was, we were talking earlier in the podcast, you know, if something falls in our lap over the summer that's too good to turn down, yeah, we're always going to keep our eyes and our ears and our minds open for sure. But, you know, I, it, it, it would have to be a difference maker. And it has to be a, a, somebody of high character, you know. Uh, I've always said this about recruiting, and I tell young coaches this all the time at, at any level. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. But you'd rather have a, you'd rather lose a recruit that beats you twice a year 
then get a recruit that beats you every day. And that speaks going back to culture and buy-in, you know. So we'll keep our eyes and ears open if something breaks. We're pretty sure we're done at this point. The returners that were here last season, are you going to bring them back or are there still like no guarantee on the left? I mean, there's, a, there, there's definitely, you know, a handful that, um, you know, when we get our year-end meetings that we uh, said to them, it's not no guarantee to be on this roster moving forward. You know, there's, there's, there's a few that we said, you know, as long as you handle your business and you represent us the way you should on and off the courts, and that includes when you go home and whatever you do, then yeah, they're, they're with us. But, you know, we, we got to get the culture right here um, if we're going to have any shot to get back to the Which player you were surprised last year and the growth that a player had from the previous season to last season and the improvement it had? I'd say Liam Burr, you know, sort of. Uh, played in the shadows of his, of his two uh, older brothers. You know, uh, he's got a high, high basketball IQ. And, you know, you've seen him, Jose. You know, you look at him, he's not an imposing type of player by any means. He's a terrific passer out of the high post, even the low post. Um, he's got, a, you know, that uncanny ability to block shots. Uh, it's a big summer for him, and we've talked about you know, I mean, he's got a thin frame. I don't know how much bulk he can put on that thing, right? But he's working hard. He hired a shooting coach uh, to help. You know, he has a hitch, kind of a hitch in his jump shot. He doesn't have tremendous range on it and doesn't have the confidence in it, but he's skilled around the basket. A little too unselfish. The jump he made from his freshman year to his sophomore year, I thought it was really good. We'll see, you know, this is a big summer. This is a big summer for a lot of guys. You know, when you get to that junior year, it's true of high school in a lot of ways. You get to your junior year, if you're not a main piece of the puzzle, there's a high likelihood you're getting passed by an incoming player. You know, so rising juniors, it's a huge summer for those guys. It's, you know, you gotta be it. You gotta have the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and look at your habits and try to identify what has worked, what hasn't worked. Where do you need to sacrifice? Where do you need to pay the price? You know, um, and, and so you know, we're hopeful. We're hopeful that everybody, you know, all these guys, even as bad as our season was, all of them come from winning situations. The transition to college and now when everybody's decent, everybody's good, and you try to identify where you fit the puzzle, not everybody's willing to sacrifice and pay the price. There's a lot, a lot of me, 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 and that's a problem for a lot of us in coaching right now. So we've got to, we, 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 we've got to have our culture right. Is there any captains for this upcoming season or you still haven't discussed yet or it's too early to determine? Yeah, it's too early for us. I mean, uh, you know, Jaden, you know, uh, has emerged as, as a vocal guy. You know, he's quiet by nature. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for us. Uh, but, you know, I, we haven't, uh, Jaden and I haven't sat down, you know, in depth to talk about expectations, um, but 
you know, I'm a big believer. I like to see who emerges. You know, uh, I think too many of us in coaching are guilty of this at times too. You name a captain because it's a senior, or you name a captain because it's the best player, or whatever your you know process is. Uh, but you know, we'll see who emerges and wants to be the voice. Um, but you know, if I had to find a sale, I'd be I'd be pretty confident that Jaden will emerge. Oh. There you have it. Um, we talked to Salem State Vikings men's basketball head coach, Coach Harvey, as we discussed last season and we preview for this upcoming season for the men's basketball head coach, for the men's basketball season. Right. The season is going to start in November. We still don't know yet as of June 29. But for more information, you could check on the Salem State Vikings athletics page and will keep you up to date for the men's basketball season calendar thanks for all the listeners that listen for this podcast i really appreciate it and we hope that we will see you another salem state vikings podcast interview have a great rest of your day